Lucky Boys Podcast. Welcome to Lucky Boys Podcast. I'm Will. And I'm Norm. And welcome back. You know what? It feels like it's been a while. It has been a while. Right? It has been a while. It's uh, It has been a, a crazy start for 2022, especially for me. Um, I know I've been out, uh, you know, and about, but uh, it's uh, it's been crazy. You had some personal things. Personal things, family things, um, actually beat me and my wife. So it's uh, slowly getting back into transitioning back into normal having conversations with people, and sharing it with you guys. Hearing you say, my wife, mm. that that does something. Like, this is you. I've known you for years. Yeah. And hearing you say your wife or your son, it's it's uh, it's a, it's still some adjusting for me to get used oh, yeah. to. And I know everyone <laughs> listening, like with your friends or people that you've known your whole life, all yeah. of a sudden, their parents, and you start seeing them change, mm. and you're like, wow, this parent person was a complete train wreck who you think right. would be a wild person oh, and then, i was i was a train wreck <laughs> and uh not you but i'm saying in general right? right um also with some of um my other friends who surprised me they turned out to be amazing parents mm, i mean i think we met up with uh some of our friends and i remember john saying like oh man i can't believe norm dad you know that was the first time he yeah. met nico my son so it's uh i i can i can look at it from his perspective and see why he would say that a lot of the people that i hear say that they usually aren't parents yet yeah they just have this negative outlook on marriage it might be restrictive to life you know if they have that's one way of if they're very independent maybe that's why but the way i saw it is like my if i if i wanted to get to the next level and that's you know, next level, what I mean by that is like financially, um, spiritually, mentally is if my partner is on the same ride with, you know, as you know, with me as well. When you get into a relationship and you have someone that you can build a life with, you don't lose, you don't really lose that independency. You know, you don't lose that independent side of yourself. And I know you haven't, but I know a lot of people when they get into a relationship, they lose a big piece of themselves. They didn't find the right person. And the second <laughs> thing that happens to them... They got trapped. Not only do they lose a, a, lose a piece of themselves, but they also seem to have lost some sense of freedom. Yeah. Once they got into a relationship, I, I almost see more pain in their eyes or they were hiding something and then they would put up walls. You know, so that you couldn't really see what's going on inside inside of them emotionally. Mm-hmm. But did, did you see like what was happening outwardly, like their no. relationship with their family? With, with I their saw them spe- less. I will tell you that. Uh, gotcha. I saw them a lot less. Yeah. You know, and eventually our our friendship faded away. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still see them. If I still see them around, which is rare, some I haven't seen in in years, right. years just disappe- disappeared off the face of the earth, and. <clears throat> I think I think that's a shame because they were such vibrant people, such such like enthusiastic about life. Mm-hmm. They had tremendous energy. So they lost their exuded when they, positivity. When they got married, not even married. Well, when they met this relationship person, yeah, with a certain person, that yeah. um, sometimes brings them down to whatever levels that that person's at. Right. Instead of lifting up. You know, a rising tide lifts all ship, right? right? Exactly. Instead of that, they just was poking holes. Mm. They lose a big piece of themselves. The first one is to lose confidence. And they're trying to make this person happy. And the way I say it is that if you have to give up all these pieces of yourself to make somebody else happy, then that person's not the one. 
No. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I mean, just, just uh, for myself, I've been in relationships, multiple relationships where I saw myself kind of spiraling, not, you know, achieving my goals that I set out for myself just as an individual. And was it because I was with this person? Or was it because of me individually actually, you know, having a conversation like that um, uh, with yourself does help. And, um, and I actually saw like, oh, my better half is doing these things that might pull me away from my goals, right? So, but I mean, since ever since, um, you know, my wife, Gabby, um, we've been together, she's always supported me. You know, she's always pushed me to be better myself. And she never, she never, you know, I, you know, obviously there's certain things that would upset her, but she would never say like, don't do this. She wouldn't put a speed limit on you. No. She Like she knows that you are in good control of yourself. Yeah. And she's not going to try to cap you. No. Yeah. So exactly. that she can feel comfortable. Yeah. So, she, I mean, she. Or that she can feel like she's able to control you. No. Because I really think that's about it. Control. Yeah. yeah. Usually when they do that, it's because they want to control you. They want to control your audience. They want to control who sees you. Yeah. They want to control who you meet. And, and it could be because that person that wants all that control has been hurt. Yeah. So right? I think I think some sometimes like when people want to control you is because they don't trust you. I mean, yeah. there's nothing. I always tell Gabby like everything that I'm doing and everything that I'm doing is for us, for the family. And, you know, I'll tell, uh, yeah, I, I'm very open book. So there's no, you know, mistrust for her. I mean, yeah. that's like sacrilegious for guys, but like I, I keep my phone around 24 seven. I really don't. I have, I don't think twice about it when I go she out. Know, I walk she knows the my dog, password. She knows phone. my yeah. emails. I mean, like, you know, you know who I'm talking to. It's not like she asked me for these things. I'm like, what I'm doing when I go out, I'm, I'm doing business. I'm going to make us proud. That's it. You, you know, know what? Yeah, I think I would be like, I would start feeling some insecurity or my spidey sense would raise up if I did see someone closely guard their phone 24-7. I think that's strange if you're right? really with if somebody. Someone, if you walk you know. in a room and someone goes, whoa, whoa, like that, I'm like, what the fuck were you looking at? Yeah. You know, like, what, what, what was that? Yeah, exactly. like, that'll make me... Unless it's like some... Uh, feel some type X-rated of stuff and then you don't want to hide that from, you know, I don't know. That's fine. I mean, I yeah. could... <laughs> like, if, if I walked into... Uh, and this hasn't happened, but like I walked in, they were like watching porn on the phone or any weird photos of like let's say muscly dudes or whatever like, all right whatever like i get it yeah i get it like it's eye candy i wouldn't i wouldn't feel any less i wouldn't even feel bad i would just kind of laugh i would kind of find it funny mm. and then i'll probably make a joke out of it right yeah um but if you're texting a dude that looked like that you know <laughs> exactly. and, and you're trying to keep that secret from me that's different and you're being really sneaky about it and it's yeah. premeditated like oh you yeah, know, let me write this poem for you. You know, that's it's for you. That's something. Else. But uh, back to the whole marriage thing, why people some v- people view it negatively. We have a few friends that are um, anti-marriage because say? they were divorced. That's another oh, reason. Yes, yes. Well, you tried it out, mm. and I'll give you. I'll give you. One. I mean, they're anti. Like I have. Well, oh, we had Joel here before, yeah, and yeah. he shared openly about what happened with right. his marriage. And there's anti-marriage, but then he's he's a hopeless romantic. Like he still want to fall in love. It's not. It's Does not. He still like, want to get married. That's that's another issue, okay. right? You know what I'm saying? But he still wants to have kids. He's like that that hasn't changed, but his right. idea of marriage has has soured. People also look at it from a business perspective. Mm. Right? Is this person in the same class as me financially? Mm. Right? Yeah. I think that's that's way more prevalent now than I think it has ever been. And if we somehow get a divorce and I don't have protection, it could be one of the worst business decisions I've ever made in my life. Because now you're on the hook for 18 years. Yeah. 
What really hurts is that they may not be using all of it for the children. Right. A lot of it to be using it for themselves to fund their lifestyle. Their lifestyle. But there is, you know, there's alimony that funds the lifestyle. But I think, I mean, there's protections for that. Um, But I think as you get older, you you know, you kind of build your your net worth and you have to think about those things. You know, those those conversations will and those thoughts will definitely come into mind because you've built this like, you know, you built, you know, this wealth and you, you, you bought all these things. You maintain this lifestyle. And then all of a sudden, like you want to bring someone to share that with. And then they have the ability to take it away. I think those are very valid questions to have when you get older. So one of my friends, he told me a story from one of his friends mm-hmm. who was married. Well, his coworker was married for over 12 years. right? And he's always worked hard. Uh, less than a year into their marriage, she quit her job and just decided to just stay home. Um, she, the deal was like she'll do all the house stuff. And she came up with this deal. She'll she'll do the house chores and while he's at work and um, doing his thing. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> after um, COVID, mm-hmm. he he's looking around like something had clicked. And he was like, she doesn't do squat for the kids. And it's the nanny that does everything. Like now they have kids, right? After five years. So now they have kids. And he realized like, Oh my! He, he he said he never realized how lazy she was, how mm. useless she was, until he was uh, working from home from because uh, of COVID and witnessed everything. He witnessed everything. He was like, um, at first he, he he said it was okay because like he didn't mind coming home to a fresh meal, a clean home, everything. He thought that was a good deal, whatever, right? And and then when they had kids, that was even more justified, right? Because if you're okay before, you're definitely going to be okay after, right? Yeah. And but then she convinced them that they needed a nanny, and then uh, that's perfectly normal, right? I know a lot of people that have nannies, with, yeah. even with a stay-at-home mom, because uh, it is tough. Um, so then, when he was home, the kid's a little older now, more independent. She's not breastfeeding or anything like that. So um, he he was like, she doesn't do anything. She just on Instagram, on shopping, mm-hmm. buying stuff on Amazon and uh watching netflix mm. and that's it and then okay, occasionally she'll go out for a walk and and he was like the kids ask for her and her nose is on like her just locked in our phone. phone and they're hungry and he gets the nanny she gets the nanny to cook something he was like what this whole time he thought that she was taking care of something Money in the household somehow, but some ways. What he realizes is that the nanny and him was taking care of the kids plus her. Mm. Wow! Now check this out. He caught a bad bout of COVID. <laughs> Damn! Right? Yeah. Because uh, I think they were going back to the office, and I think he said um, he mentioned he may have caught it on the subway, so he isolated himself from home. Yeah. Wife didn't check up on him the whole time. What? No, wife never checked up on him. I feel yeah. there's something there's something missing. How how did it just uh, happen that he noticed this during COVID so, and not beforehand? So, whatever. Like he's trying not to make a big deal out of it, right? He's still not looking at it in the eye. He's not facing reality. Um, something happens. He gets injured, right? Um, pretty bad. Like I think his knee. He needed knee surgery. I think he tore one of his. Uh, I don't know. One ACL, MCL, meniscus. I don't know. Something there, right? Um, uh. I guess due to inactivity and then all of a sudden trying to jump back into like basketball or something, you hurt yeah. yourself. So he busted his knee. 
um, wife doesn't do anything. Now, it, he thought, you know, because I got COVID before I get it. She's she didn't want to come near. Yeah. He busted his knee surgery. He's he's laid out. He he has to order from like Uber Eats. Uh, nanny's taking care of him. He has to call his mom <laughs> in yeah. to come take care of him because wow. his wife just. She's like MIA. Nowhere to be seen. Nothing. Nothing. And he's working on a divorce. Oh, wow. And from what I hear, he's saying never again. Oh, never. I will never, ever get married again. I will never trust another woman. Like He is complete. Like his, it's, it's it's tarnished. His belief in love and romance, it seems like it's been betrayed. The, the, way, the way you explain it to me is like it's hard to imagine the, the, that all of a sudden he just noticed that his wife is lazy. It's sort of like there has to been a personality trait that she was this way, even small, before. Well, people can be oblivious to things, yeah. right? Maybe they don't want to look at reality in the eye, mm-hmm. or they're in denial, or they make excuses. There's people that get, mm-hmm. there's women, right, for example, that get so much as they get physically abused and they blame themselves, mm-hmm. yeah, right? And then after some time and they get some space from the whole situation they go holy cow that's that guy's a jerk like it was that guy's fault Mm -hmm. it wasn't my fault the self-blame stopped and they start realizing okay like that's not a good situation Mm. and i think now that all of those things happened he's able to peel himself away from all that and go she was never the right one Mm -hmm. but now he's blaming it of course your ego is going to get in the way and you're going to blame it everything on that other person Mm -hmm. i was betrayed this and that this and that right and perhaps he was, but at the same time, like, to your point, like, dude, the clues were kind of there. They had to be. They can't be all of a sudden showing up during COVID. <laughs> right. But, they, but again, I don't know this guy. I'm not close to him. Yeah. I don't know. But I would imagine, yeah, the clues, something had to be there to give it away. I mean, if you're living with a person, like, there's only so much of this facade that you can keep up this persona. For a decade, for over a decade, right? To, to, to be able to, you're saying, like, she's never been lazy you never seen the kids like never go you know we're never hungry before this yeah and i'm okay with certain types of laziness right yeah there's like there's certain times where you just need a damn break and it's okay like sometimes like if you need a day to be lazy or a week a little vacation from life a staycation and just be lazy and not pick up anything like i'm I'm okay with that i understand that or maybe you're just allergic to to making the bed and that's maybe that's your one weakness but you cook and you do all this other great stuff yeah i, I rock with you i'm okay mm-hmm. i'll make the bed then yeah i like i'll, I'll pick up i'll pick that up yeah you know what i mean like but i don't know that's that's pretty extreme like if i have covid and you're not even like dropping texts to me like hey will you okay <laughs> down there you're not like trying to make me some soup mm-hmm. and bring it down or mm-hmm. or, or something you know, put on a few masks and just yeah. come down in the same house. Yeah. I mean, he, he was messed up for like two, three weeks. Oh, wow. And, and uh, you know, and, and, and now the, the the leg surgery, he couldn't even make any more excuses. Right. He just straight up didn't care. And and part of it, like, I think he is at fault. Like, part of it, and, and I'm not victim shaming here, but part of it, like, you have to have that awareness 
to go all right exactly like, this That's is what pretty I'm messed up yeah like, you got to look at the red flags yeah i mean it can even be like i think the first one is that it, as soon as you got married she quit her job well i don't know about that i mean it could be any situation that, that like she know, made a deal it. yeah like i think they got married when they're in their 20s mid-20s right. uh-huh. no kids and you decide to quit your job well, and not help out financially well we i we don't know the situation maybe it was the yeah. plan the plan like okay I'm going to have, we're going to start having, you know, planning for a family. Maybe, you know, this is the time to, you know, quit and, and I'll be at the stay-at-home mom managing the, the, the household while you, you go work. We don't know the situation in the beginning. But during all that time where COVID happened and his knee surgery and, and then you, you, don't, you don't have any inkling even before that where she was MIA. I'm sure there were uh, occasions and situations where she wasn't there for you before that. So you didn't even notice, my dude? You know what? Maybe they were having so much fun. Mm. When you're having fun, <clears throat> there's been times, like, relationships that I've been in, um, and, and not, even, not even between a male and a female or, or a, a sexual relationship or a dating type of relationship, just friendships, mm-hmm. a, a, a relationship with a, another person. That, um, when you're having fun, you only look at the good side, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're naturally an optimistic, positive person, and you look at the glass half full, that can also like where you just don't see these things mm-hmm. or don't right? want to see them yeah. until you go through tough times. And when when you're in a relationship with anyone long enough, you're gonna have to face some challenges together. Oh yeah, some tough times. And I think that's mm-hmm. when your relationship is battle tested. Right, I think that's when you really get to see, even if you're a glass half full person, like you, you get to see reality in the face. And mm-hmm. perhaps he was fortunate to be in a honeymoon stage for a damn long time. That's a long, long ass honeymoon you know, stage. Or he just had a high tolerance for BS. Yeah. Things. Or maybe he was just super because he was working, and you know, I'm he's making very career oriented. Career career oriented. He was just distracted. He didn't pay attention. He didn't pay any mind to to his household yeah. until he yeah. was actually in the physical space of his house to make him realize like, oh shit. She's trying to make bank. Oh, off the divorce. He makes good money. Right, right. Right. So she's trying to really go for, mm. for his jugular here. Mm. Saying like he was never home. Mm. He was never home. She wants the kids too. Like oh, she wow. wants to hurt him. Mm. She wants to hurt him. Like kick him right in the nuts. Yeah. He tried to do it. Amicably. Very civilized. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden she just... Just, snapped yeah she snapped she mm. straight up as soon as we said that lightning just went flat. oh i i didn't know i thought that was some the, the light the, just like yeah that was lightning and I, I don't know if the mic picked it up but uh there was some thunder rumbling yeah afterwards. man but it's a great view i mean that's that's what i come here for <laughs> and to see see you of course yeah. you know see how everything is but damn that that sucks that he's going through that. The fact that you know he's try he tried to, you know, civilly kind of uh, resolve. She was prepared, and he wasn't. He thought he was just going in boyfriend mm-hmm. girlfriend. Like, all right, you know, he he didn't expect she would go for the jugular. Uh, she wants the kids, the crib, everything, money. She everything she she's making I mean, she a case get. where she gave up her youth for him. Mm. It's like the whole nine yards, man. Like oh, wow. she didn't work because of him. Like she's got everything on lock. She gave up her dreams. And Wait, her was career. there? You said there was an agreement. So was there a written agreement? It was just like, it well, seems, I'll be surprised. I mean, I mean it seems I don't so know formal. Uh, yeah, but it just, seems so formal in the beginning. <clears throat> like, okay, here you do the you do the work, and I'll I'll be yeah, the household. It doesn't mean anything. You got to have yeah. like a, a lawyer look at everything, mm. right? I mean, 
And then think about that. How much does it put a stain? Like you're, that is the, probably one of the most unromantic things you can do, <clears throat> right? Hey, baby, sign this before we, you know. Yeah. It's it's awkward. I mean, it's not, it, that shouldn't be like right before taking that step to marriage. It should have been a discussion right yeah. before that. You know, it is somewhat of a business transaction a little bit these days, mm. right? And, yeah. and it's weird, but when you're in a different tax bracket, you could get harmed. Yeah. You could get harmed or you marry someone who who just doesn't have the same work ethic or principles. Mm. Principles as you. You know, that also matters. So I, I think uh, in this, I mean, in this day and age, is is marriage a, a you know, financial transaction or is it a, a, a symbol of, of a love between two, two people? It's both. Or is it, yeah, it's a combination of both. For sure. The yeah. government looks at it that way. You're filing mm. for, you know, a single household income. Right. So you're in a different tax structure. Yeah. Just in that case, I, I don't think it's... Uh, it's wrong to have a conversation about finances, about how you know things will work out when Great point. Bef- before you get into marriage, because a lot of people I think they get into marriage and they never have these conversations. They, they never had the conversation, and and what is the number one reason for divorce? Finances, I would say money. Yeah, finances. Yeah. No, it's it's actually you know there's documentation and yeah. you know historically it's proven that uh, because. <laughs> You know disagreements with with finances. Um, you know one per you know one person's handling it you know badly, or there's one person has a lot of debt and never had any discussions about that, and just destroys the you know that that kind of unity. So I know for a fact because I've learned from that that I always have conversations with with my wife about finances what and our financial goals are what our goals you know to, to as as a couple i did the are, same thing you know i mean i crossed that same bridge we talked about money we talked about all that but even with it, all that i've known some couples that had horror stories where they had secret accounts <laughs> secret wow. credit cards well wow secret savings that breaks trust so oh, if totally. you find that that's i don't know totally. that's hard to it's hard to like climb out of that man it's uh, it's crazy that he's going through this it's it's gonna be a long battle for his sake, I, I hope that he's not opposed to to love or getting into another relationship with someone and building trust in the future. Uh, but I, I think what he needs to be opposed against is the way the system works. He didn't do anything wrong. He provided mm. his whole life. Now he's going to have to pay lawyer fees, potentially lose half his wealth, his current and future wealth, in addition to sharing custody, having to need visitation rights to his kids. And losing his home, it's it's like you know it's a livelihood. You know, p- pretty much building up, you know, all these things just to be taken away from him. It's just you know, it's just tragic. If, if your man doesn't want to put a ring on your finger, the hesitation. This could be why. Mm. I wonder how. Why. I wonder how um, that could be. That that kind of uh, fear can be uh, diminished. Or you know. I think I think that's why they have some clauses. And I think when you sign something that says you won't do that oh okay right yeah like a prenup or vice versa right because yeah. the 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 woman can also maybe have a substantial amount of assets or, or even you know a woman who's a successful lawyer right uh a woman that is the head of a, a giant firm right she's probably not women like that probably aren't going to marry down like all mm. the way down there to that point and there's a study that says even women that are that successful actually has a really 
hard time meeting men who are comfortable with their success. How about in, this, in the case where, you know, you have, I think like Kelly Clarkson, she had a huge divorce with her husband, but she had to pay alimony to him. and Britney Spears. Britney Spears as well. So those one. are, you know, are those like more... Those are rare. Rare cases. I think those are rare cases, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I don't think... I'll put an example. Do you know anyone that's a female that has to pay alimony to him in real life, not in the celebrity? In, in my own personal circle? Yeah. No, but neither no, do my, I. That's my own circle. But right. Then, neither do I. You know. And I spoke to my other friends, right? Neither do they. Right. Mm-hmm. It's rare. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's not out there. Mm-hmm. I just we just named a couple of examples. Yeah. But I'm saying it's rare. Now, do you know someone in the other way around? Do you know a guy that's paying alimony? Yes. I know several. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. Do you the, know? Do that, you know? That, do you know one, or do you re- know more than one? But, but that research, I know it's rare, right? On the other side, but and based on off our, our research is because of our network. They mm-hmm. would have a great case. Yeah, they have a fantastic case for it, right? I mean, they have to give birth, take care of the house, um, have a job, and while this guy does nothing but Xbox, she has a great point. Mm-hmm. Like, why should I? After the divorce, why should I keep taking care of this kid, this child yeah. of a man? Yeah. Right? She has a fantastic point. Yeah. But like I said, those cases are extremely rare. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, we're pushing for equality. It just, it seems like that's a huge double standard, you know? We're, we're, we're kind of cherry picking what's yeah. what, what should be equal. Now, I do know some women that do take care of the house. Like, I know her husband, and she has kids too. Um, her husband is an aspiring YouTuber and a gamer, and he tries to stream and stuff like that. So he doesn't really have the traditional job, but he's also not getting views and getting paid as a um, Twitch gamer or whatever it is. Right? right. He is or he he isn't. He is not. Okay, so he he's he's just starting out. No, on he's been doing it for years. Oh, years. Okay. She's doing it for years. Wow, that's a supportive so wife. Gets, you know, it's a supportive wife. She's a, she's a sweetheart. <laughs> she's very sweet. Yeah. She's very kind, very nice, very gentle. Mm. And um, she does really well for herself, but she works long hours. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not like she comes home to dinners either. She come, she leaves the house, he's playing video games. She comes home, he's still playing video games. But that's his job, quote unquote, right? Right. And here's the thing. She's super understanding. Mm-hmm. She's not. She never nags at him for it. She's super chill with it. Mm-hmm. And she supports him. But does he handle? And she believes that he's gonna make it as a video game streamer. Does he manage anything else besides like no. his household? The household? No, she's. I don't know. I, she's the, the finance se- person. This seems to. There the has business. to be some sort of balance, right? And when when you have that, when you have that kind of uh, family structure, I right? agree. And so. here's the balance: her work ethic and her kindness it's and scale, though, <laughs> it's really high. Yeah. And his. It's really low. It's really low. So right. there's that balance. Right. You're supporting your spouse in 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 their you know in their their dreams. There right. has to be a balance in some way. You know, it has to be a counterbalance. You know, I would think at some point she would pull rank. Yeah. You Why know? would I would I would be for her like, to pull rank, right? Yeah, you know, in like that situation. You gotta, you gotta get your ass out. Like if if like six months you, you don't come up with something, <laughs> like something's gonna if you don't like triple your followers <laughs> You know, or, or something like, or have a business plan. If, if you ahead. don't have the YouTube plaque coming yeah. in, <laughs> yo, we're, not, we're talking. Like, I would, for us, it's the reverse. Like, we have a primary gig. Right, exactly. And this is just something that we do. Yeah. Uh, because we enjoy it. We enjoy it. Yeah. And if something else, 
you know, we get any other thing on top of that. We actually reinvest it back into our mm-hmm. uh, equipment. So that's really it. I think, um, I think that's the right way to do if you're living off somebody else. Well, I think I think we're doing it uh, in a way because we are very cognizant that we have families to support. Because if if we were that's doing it, yeah. this with just our girlfriends, then that would be a very different story. But we have families to support. So not even I don't think I would be able to do that if it was just if it was just me. Oh, oh, you wouldn't like um, you wouldn't go full time full time full time podcaster yeah. with no income coming in. Well, you're not supporting anybody really except yourself. Nah, no. Okay, I like toys. <laughs> you know what I mean? I right. like I like I like toys. I like nice mm. things. Mm. You know, I like to buy nice things for people. Too. Well, you can have nice things, but then maybe you don't. You can't have these nice things in this certain time period because you just. Focus on this. At a certain age, you, you just kind of turn that leaf. You just you're tired of living like this. You know, we grew up. We have very humble beginnings, right? I I could survive like that, but I don't want to be in a position to survive. Mm. I don't want to play the survival game anymore. Right, right. I'm, I'm so over that. So and, at a, yeah, so <clears throat> you're saying at a certain age, I think at where 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 we are in our point of. You know, I want to build. Age. You want to build. I think. I think it's time. Yeah. Right? If you don't build at this age, then you, I, I don't know if you. Mm. You, you don't get your. Sh- you got to get your stuff together. No, I agree. I mean, I, I can't. There's only so much right, where I'm gonna go. Baby, the podcast is gonna make it. Yeah. Joe Rogan just nailed the. <laughs> you know, Yo, he just, I mean? you, know like, you know, it's just like uh, we thought he did a hundred million. Now he's now we uh, there's three hundred mil. Exactly. Right, numbers yeah. are changing. Hey, all the Joe Rogan actually made three hundred <laughs> mil, baby. Don't yeah, worry. We don't get ten percent of that. It's coming. Yeah. You know, the podcast gonna make it. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not holding my breath for it, and I'm not doubting us or, or doubting anything. But what I am saying, like, there's a lot, lot of uncertainties in in mm. any realm or space that you do. So I need to have that level of certainty because there's things that I must do, mm-hmm. and in order to do that, I need some form of capital. Right? And the form of capital can be reinvested in, into this, or it can be invested in other things to further your cap, right. you know, further your right. funding. And I don't want to do this and feel all this pressure. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like I'm, I'm on a podcast. Like I got to say something interesting and be crazy fake on the <laughs> podcast, you know, just yeah. to make it entertaining. And I gotta every time I gotta look at current events, what's going on, mm-hmm. just so that you know you it, to goes in, to it goes into the algorithm, yeah, and the analytics, and then and then they go, oh, this is hot right now, so they're gonna start suggesting, it and the topic will come up. Like I. I don't want to do that. I don't want to chase topics. Right? You just want to talk about what you are interested in, what you want to Or talk if we about. have a guest that's proficient in what they want to yeah. talk about. I don't want to just look at bullet points yeah. and then start saying it. Like I know some other podcasters or other people that we know where everything's a script. Mm-hmm. They yeah. do it because of what is hot. Like, for example, when the Asian hate thing was going on, yeah. they never cared about it. Mm. And we know for a fact that they didn't. Mm. They would tell us off yeah. the camera. They're like, yeah, whatever. It's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> or they grew up in an area where it wasn't even true. They were like, yeah, whatever. And then they would talk about it more mm-hmm. on on their platforms and and do certain things. And and that's I, I'm not bashing that at all. I'm saying that's great because it brings awareness to it. Anyone that does it is great. But at the same time, I don't want to do something like that where mm-hmm. I feel like I need to chase something for, for people to go, oh, you know, that's something that I just don't care about. I'm not just going to pretend I do. Yeah. 
I prefer to actually talk about something that I do care about. Or if I'm not aware of something, we have someone that's here that can speak to it. Yeah, enlighten it and and give a little more detail. I I love those conversations. And that. Because I, don't I think we're want we're le- the script. I don't want learning. you to go, hey, Will, can you ask me this question? Yeah. And I'll answer it like this. I'm like, excuse me? Like, <laughs> well, no. this is an unscripted show, guys. So you I'm sure yeah. you know. We've had that where people have just given us yeah. uh, questionnaires. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that they can re- I feel like that's more of an interview, right? Respond. With a question like a questionnaire. You know, just more of an interview. Sorta. I mean, and I'm I'm okay with that. Look, I, what I'm okay with, like, hey, Will, can we that, talk about this? I wouldn't consider that as a podcast, which yeah. is more of a conversation. Yeah. If someone know? says, Can we talk about this? Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. But if they want me to just focus on, them on a certain order, yeah. And I, I don't want to do that. And and that's what I'm saying. If 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 I'm like, oh man, but we have this big guest that will agree to come on if we're willing to do this. Oh, I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? A scripted. Yeah, interview. this guy has a platform and he's right. on our show. People will click on he it. You don't want to give them, he doesn't want any hard ball, ball questions. Yeah, like that's not want, a show for them. They right? don't want something <laughs> like for me to say something unpredictable that'll mess up their image or whatever it is. And I'm just like, I, not, we had a, a very prominent politician. Right, I won't say the name, but that happened. Right, we were. They said that we will only give you an hour, and only this day. Was only available. this day, we'll yeah. only give you this hour, and you can only ask this questions. Mm-hmm. These questions, and we want to stay away from these questions. And yeah, don't don't ask any. And what did we say? Get the yeah, ass out of here! Like we will pass. And yeah. they kept they kept actually texting me and. Asking me like, oh, we're available this time. No, no, I was like, no, sorry, we moved on. <laughs> yeah, we're done. We're done. And and it would have been a really big show. Mm. It it would have been a big show. You're losing you know? credibility right there. I want to go back to something. Um, we were talking about it right as you came in um, when we were setting up. We we're talking about fatherhood, and I and I think that's important. You know, I hear a lot of talks about motherhood, mm. but. Father, you're a dad now. I'm a dad. A newly minted dad. How important is having a father in your life? It's incredibly important. You know, I can't imagine if my father wasn't, you know, part of my life. And I can say that, you know, when I was growing up, my father, um, you know, he has a, he, he had a dis, he has a disability. Um, he was he was deaf, um, and you know, he went deaf when he was in his teenage years, six, around sixteen. So. He was still able to talk, but I never had deep conversations with him. It was always like, um, oh, do you want to eat? But then I grew to understand that that was uh, a sign of affection from him. It was like, oh, do, do you want to eat? Because those are the s- simple things that I could really understand from him. I didn't really have deep, deep conversations about life with him. And you know what? A lot of Asian kids that I know and their parents you know, they have all their five senses. They don't have deep conversations with them either. Right, right. And I feel like among my peers, among my, you know, Chinese peers, that it was normal not to have these, you know, very uh, deep emotional conversations, even like uh, conversations about, you know, what I wanted to do with my life where I never had that. But he, he showed me how to be a man, if that makes any sense. You know, he worked very hard, even with a disability. He went to work every day at a fortune cookie factory. You know, he would come home with like burned hands because back in the day you do it with your hand. 
making the fortune cookie, bending it, but then the dough was super hot. So my uncle was telling me once one time, your dad, he brought me to work a summer job at the fortune cookie factory and I couldn't do it because it was like, you know, this is coming from a guy who went to NYU, you know, he, he, he worked in IT, he, he, he made bank, but he can do this, this job. But my dad, he went every day to make money for the family. And besides that, he was also, he created like a, a, a painter, like a, like an arts association here in Chinatown, you know, with his friends. So he did so much creatively and, 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 and also, you know, financially supporting us. You know, he showed me this, that someone with a disability can do all this. There's nothing I, I should be complaining about. If I can't do it, there's a way to do it. You know, he, he gave me that insight that, you know, if you really love your family, you do anything for them. And you can't imagine if, if he wasn't, he was absent in your life? I, can't, I wouldn't have an example of a, a father figure that would do, be, be that selfless, you know. So he gave me a, a, a representation of what a, a great father would be, you know. Even, you know, some people might say, uh, you know, he didn't, he, he was deaf, you know he he wasn't a full a, a full man but to me he was a he was a man he 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 took care of his family and that to me represented a father figure do you feel someone's at a huge uh, disadvantage growing up without a father i think so but then people do you know they they do go through life and survive and but i think having a strong father figure in your life gives you an advantage two examples you have lebron james Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, Kanye West mm. um, and some other folks that I know, but they're not famous, so I can't use it as a public example where people right. understand. But <clears throat> there are cases where um, people grow up with absent fathers and they come, they grow to be very successful. I think that's like we were talking about rare cases. Those are rare cases. You know, majority of the cases, they're not going to be the LeBron Jameses. They're going to be running wild on the streets doing stupid shit, right? So. I think those are very rare cases because they had strong mothers mm, as yeah. a, that took on both roles as father and mother. Yeah. And then when you actually like like when you watch interviews with them, that was the case. Yeah. Kanye's mom. Oh my gosh. Um, amazing woman. I mean, wow. based on just interviews, documentaries. It's an incredible documentary. I, w- I went into it not really expecting much, mm. and I only saw the first two, and I'm, I'm looking forward to see the third part. Uh, but it is incredible. Politics aside, how you may feel about Kanye and all the politics aside, it's just looking at what Kanye went through, um, how sweet his mother is and how strong she is. I mean, you cannot, you cannot not love him or at least respect him for what he's done. I mean, what he's done, it was through all the challenges. And he did this all with... A mental illness. I mean, that is just. I'm. I am floored, and and at the same time, as I was watching it, I felt inspired. Yeah, I only watched the first episode, but even in the first episode, I, I was like super impressed about the tenacity that he had, right? But then he also, the the crazy thing was when he visited his mom in Chicago, his mom was like checking him 
Oh, I think you're, you're you're getting out of line talking about this stuff. But she did it in the sweetest way. In the way. sweetest way, yeah. Where, she, where she, it reached him. Where right. he got it and he was like, like, yeah, yeah. Wait, I, you think I'm like... And yeah. you can tell he really cared about what his mom thought mm-hmm. of him. Yeah. There's no filter. He doesn't yeah, have yeah, a filter. Yeah, and, he, and he, yeah. no one can mess with his like his thought process like if he thinks it's this this is it like when everyone try to push on him you're just a producer mm. you're just a beat maker yeah. he's like no, no, no i'm a rapper yeah and i don't want to be known as just one thing or a combination of things i just want to like i'm trying to be a rapper right now he, that self-belief and he was saying i'm great but at that time you gotta remember like gangster rap was what was appealing mm-hmm. right and he didn't have he wasn't shot he didn't wasn't affiliated like that um and and they were just they're like this guy cannot be big and and he's doing everything he's doing but nobody else seems to believe him even the people that signed him didn't think you know really misunderstood what he was all about until he showed them he literally um used money from his own pocket to create his first album Mm and uh to create the video and just to show and he's made phone calls set up interviews and and called in favors i mean it's just incredibly intelligent in the way he that he did it but even more so driven and you have to respect that you know no matter how you feel about his politics or things that he does and and it also shows like as a nation how do we treat someone with a mental illness? How quickly we're we're shunning them aside, mm-hmm. you know? And, and when they do have something to say, they do have something to add, something we can learn, and and perhaps they do have a talent where they can inspire us and teach us. Mm-hmm. Struggle or the the mental illness? Mental illness? Not at those levels. I knew to get where he was, even as a hip hop fan before. I knew that to get where he was, that there had to be some struggle. He wasn't just. Mm-hmm. You know, there was something there, right, in the growth that he had. Uh, but I didn't know it was at that level. Is there something else when you get to see uh, a window, and it's just a small window through those lens of the documentary? But just to see, I mean, you get to see everyone that doubted him, mm-hmm. right? The people in his own group when he would rap in front of them, and they were just like, at least the way it was portrayed in the documentary, mm-hmm. like they really look occupied with other things than to. Listen to this guy trying to right. you, what, string what, together some rhymes for them. Some of the scenes that stood out was when he was, I think he was walking through the offices of Rockefeller and everyone's basically ignoring him. Busy. They're working. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're working. They're busy. Like, I'll be honest. They, he's, if he's if I'm Kanye working and someone time. comes into my office yeah. and starts blasting music and rapping for me. But and, he's like playing and, the, the music. And I didn't, and, but at the same time, if I am in the music industry and someone's mm-hmm. do that, that's on my radar. Even more amazing was like the fact that we, you know, we get a glimpse, just a glimpse of, you know, his conversations with his his mother, and how, you know, she was so supportive, oh, wow. so supportive. Even wow. even when when you know he want you know she was saying like, you know, he was always the first one up front in the talent shows and everything like that. I was like, she's like the number one. Having fan. someone like that, yeah, on your corner. Oh yeah. In life, I would feel unstoppable. Mm. I would feel like I could do anything. Yeah. Like if I knew that I had, if I fall and I would have someone catch me like that, I I think I would have done different things. Mm. I would have took different risk. Yeah. You know, it was just, that was incredible, incredible to watch and hear. And just the energy that came around, it was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. I mean, I can't. How many times did I go over to my friend's house 
or my friends came up in my house and the mom was it was not the same energy <laughs> right the moms would be screaming yelling mm. kids would be in trouble physically hit like i yeah. watched my friends get physically hit yeah in front of them in front of their moms when i was there i mean it was just you know it's incredible to see that type of peace and intelligence yeah there was the a, emotional intelligence there, that she had was, there, there was a calmness when when i saw that and you know, you know, I want to emulate that in my household. When people come over, you know, or, or my my son wants to pursue something, I want to support him. Yeah. You know, I want to push him, but not no, not be overbearing. But I want him to know that he has someone. He has two people, mom and dad. You know, in his corner, no matter what. So, I don't know. It's, it, it is important. Yeah, and just a straight up answer that. your question. Yes, super important. I, number one, forget about just the personality you know, between the male and the female energies, right? But financially, it's you're way more powerful. It's not just like, you know, double the income. It's also, it's compounded. Like, you know, I, I use this as an example. You have, you have like a, a horse. One horse pulls like a certain amount of pounds. But then if you have two horses, it's not double the, the amount of weight that they can pull. It's actually four times the weight. Right. So, Imagine like you put that, you know, you put that analogy to having a two person household or, you know, mom and dad's there. It's it's powerful. Yeah. And they last longer, too. Right. Mm -hmm. You have more energy because you have someone sharing the weight so you can go further together Mm -hmm. because you're not using as much energy. Mm -hmm. You guys can give each other breaks. Assumption that we're making is that you're a father that's there, that's present, that's loving and caring. Right. You know, as a newly minted father, you know, I realize is that you just have to roll with the punches. You know, when Nico was born, you know, he was asleep through, you know, throughout the night. And now he's like waking up and he won't go back to sleep. Like wake up at three AM and I'm just like, okay, I gotta I gotta wake up and I gotta I gotta I gotta like just carry him until he falls back to sleep. Have you learned anything that'll help you in your life? Like did you make any adjustments to just self improvement? Okay. Not like, to fatherhood, like, just like in it may not have something that was a catalyst for them to adjust anything in their life, except that perhaps they're just sick and tired of being sick and tired, right? Mm-hmm. So then they just want to change because they want uh, a new reality. They want mm-hmm. to uh, create a new identity for themselves. Mm-hmm. You have to decide what do you want to work on first. Like, do you want to work on your, your financial self or do you want to work on your physical self or mental self? Because, you know, I don't think if you don't, you know, if you don't know what you're working on, you can't really you know know what steps to take but you have to you have to really analyze like like look within like i wanted to make sure that i have enough energy to spend with nico how am i going to do that well i got to make sure that i can carry him you know that's one simple thing i can carry him my my muscles are aching because you know i'm constantly carrying him he's constantly like now he's crawling so how how am i going to improve myself well i t- i take you know, I make sure that I'm going to the gym. I make sure I'm working out on the right stuff to make sure that, you know, I am able to play with my son. Yeah. Um, and I see this because a lot of the older people, like the grandma, like the grandmas are doting over him. But then I see that, you know, it's tough for them to kind of chase after him. Even though he's eight months old, he's just a fireball. He's constantly moving around now. So I don't, I want to make sure that, you know, I have the physicality to make sure that I'm able to keep up with my son. I know people that on the journey to financial freedom or to obtain uh, a lot of money for themselves, they lost their health in the process. Mm. 
at a certain point, you will be faced with challenges. I think when you hit certain areas, when you hit in your 30s, maybe you're not as fast. Maybe maybe you're, you don't recover from your hangover as quick. I think that's the first sign when your bones are creaking, when you don't recover as fast as you used to. Oh, yeah. When your back that. starts giving out for just, from just sitting too long, right? When, you're, when, you, when you squat down and you pick something up and it just doesn't feel right. I think that's the first one. When you can't lift as much as you used to, right? But, and I think a lot of that is because we're doing all these things that are bad for us, unaware because when we're young, we don't immediately feel um, the pain from it, lasting pain. Like, oh, I just got a hangover, bro. Yeah, it was so bad, but I'm good now, right? right? And then you get those, but you get those every week, right? And you put yourself in those positions, and then by the time you're 40 now, you really slow down. And maybe some of those poisons that you ingested, maybe you'll start losing your muscle tone, your memory, your happiness. Or, or you just never slow your down confidence. with your age. You exactly. Just, you still have the same constant uh, putting the toxins in your body to the same state while you're, you're, you know, your body's you know, you're growing older. So you're abusing, you're abusing your body. Yeah. Right? You're trying the same to, rate. Yeah, you're redlining it when you already have a hundred thousand miles on mm-hmm. it, you know, and, yep. and you haven't changed any parts. I think that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and at a certain point I started realizing that because I was that guy. You were, that, you were redlining. I was Mr. Invincible. Right. <laughs> right yeah. I, YOLO everything. Right. Yeah. I just, I didn't care because I would recover quick. Oh yeah, whatever. I'll just get better. I'll be real quick. Oh yeah, I'll I'll do this and I'll do I'll take this risk and I'll do this yeah. with my body and and I was paying for it. And then mm. all of a sudden I saw my I noticed I was slowing down. I was like, "Whoa, what's going on?" Mm. I noticed that my hangover was for the entire weekend now. Going into a Monday, I still felt shitty. Oh wow. Like I didn't feel 100%. I felt a little more sluggish. And this is like from one night of I guess hard drinking, redlining. That's it. One night, okay. Partying, hard drinking, right? Um, no drugs, none of that stuff. Just, just alcohol, right? And um, as I got older, I, I said, this has got to stop, mm-hmm. especially during the pandemic. And I wanted to make an improvement, an immediate improvement, but I didn't want it to be like I didn't want to wait. I didn't want this like. 12-step process i didn't want to you know go at the gym for two years in order to see results right i I just wanted to say what can i do immediately that will improve my quality of life Mm. the first thing that came to my mind sleep Mm. that's so simple too that's simple it was so hard (laughs) so i failed oh wait you failed i failed i failed (laughs) and in the process of that I, for whatever reason, trying to go to bed early also mm-hmm. meant not having these alcoholic beverages mm-hmm. because I usually drink at night, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's with my dinner or after dinner or yeah. with my friends. And it's usually always at night. Daytime, I'm working. When I'm working, I don't really mix. Uh, daytime, you're drinking, you're alcoholic. <laughs> when I'm working, I like to be focused and be at my best. Yeah. And then if I'm with my kids, I don't want to be drunk. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want them to remember that my dad always smelled like alcohol and he was always dizzy and saying some crazy shit, right? <laughs> I want them to. Scarred them. I want I want them to see me yeah. like sober me yeah. for who I really am. And then at night, 
I would when I'm with myself or with my friends or whoever, I would have a drink and just relax, and it would feel yeah, great. They call it a nightcap, right? Right. So, in the effort to trying to be a morning person, going to bed at night really early, right? As soon as as soon as it gets dark, I'm in my bed, right? Damn. And I'm ready to go go to bed, and, and as soon as the sun comes up, I try to rise with it. I try to go with the whole circadian rhythm. Mm. Um, I failed miserably. Mm. Like it was so, it sounds so easy, but it was tough. But because of that, I noticed that I didn't drink for two or three weeks. And that was by accident. Mm. In the effort of trying to go to bed early and wake up early so I can exercise, Mm. I stopped drinking. And I was like, wait, I haven't drank in two or three weeks. Let me see if I could do this for another week. Another week. So do you think? Another week. It's been six months. That's, I mean, I applaud that. That's amazing. And I haven't had a drink. That's amazing. Six months. And I've been to weddings. Within that six months, I've been to weddings. Wow. Surrounded birthday by- Birthday parties. Surrounded by a free open bar, huh? I've been at bars. Mm. I mean, I've been through the ringer, man. Wait, what, what is the secret? What is the secret? Like, how, what do you drink? You drink like water at the bar? Like, how uh, do you- Because you're in a social situation, right? Yeah. So I think some people might think like, how do you so get away wedding, from drinking- It's tea or coffee. Like- I'm going to need some type of vice. Like a different beverage. Yeah. So I'll do like tea or coffee, right? Uh, If I'm at the weddings Mm. while everyone's drinking. Um, If I'm at a bar, it's if I could bring in a cup of coffee from outside. Mm. Again, I'm I'm just going to need something that I can hold on to 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 reassure me Mm. for whatever reason. Like coffee does it. Coffee is able to help reassure me Mm. that I don't need something else. Right. Mm. Well, I'll drink a ton of water. I mean, you see me. I'm constantly like <laughs> drinking water. Like I'm yeah, preparing we have, we have for a UFC st- we have fight. Have to stop for multiple like, times. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm constantly drinking water. Um, so that's that's what I keep. I have something to lean on. Another beverage to lean on. Mm. Um, that's not going to harm me too much. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, as long as it's not alcoholic, and the immediate effects of it was crazy. Mm. I immediately. Uh, and when I say immediate, I mean like two weeks, right? Well, let's just say uh, immediately we're talking about the first few days, the quality of sleep. Way better. Can't compare because before I would wake up in the middle of night, some sweats, and then I, and it happened so frequently that I just got used to it. I just accepted it as part of life. Oh, like it's like, oh, people have insomnia, which is right. more, normal sometimes. And right. And you just accept it as yeah. a part of life. Like, right. all right, whatever. You go through the, like it didn't kill me, but I'm still alive. But right. it's, yeah, I feel shitty and I'm not 100%, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, you kind of ignore it. But my sleep has changed. Oh, so you, you found you found that like one like indicator that that was causing all these issues yep it's sort of like oh by you, accident it's like you switch you switched your bed and you had the best better sleep like you you found it yep wow better sleep yeah because i'm better sleep i'm happier mm. because of better sleep i have more exuberance mm. there's way more energy now when you're talking about health i recover much faster because I'm not ingesting poison, breaking down my muscles. Well, not just that. Actually, what I notice when I sleep late is I, I also I also snack. That too. Yeah. So I snack That's and it. I sometimes, I, yeah, I, I do have a drink. So that one thing, early sleep changed. And I also have a sleeping sleep. window where I get mm. sleepy at night. And it's oh. a very small window. It's like within a half hour. If I don't go to sleep within that half hour while I'm That's sleepy. That's very specific. Yeah. 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 It, 
I I won't have that window again till like three or four a.m. So did you get rid of all the alcohol in your home just to make things easier? Yes, for you that have transition. To. You have to. Like I, I'm a firm believer that um, if you want to quit smoking, you can't be around cigarettes. Mm. Meaning, if you have friends that smoke, you gotta cut them. You may have to divorce your friends <laughs> until yeah. you could get it under control. That's yeah. what I did. Mm. Uh, I, I used to smoke. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, I quit in my twenties. Chain smoker, almost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you remember in college, yeah, yeah. You know, smoking a lot, and um, I wanted to quit smoking, and it was also kind of by accident. I just went cold turkey. Mm. I was just so tired of, like, for example, if I'm playing basketball or or going for a jog, being the first one to get tired mm. and and full of sweat when the game hasn't really even started. It's just people are just warming up, and I'm exhausted. And I'm and I'm supposed to be the prime in my life. I'm 23, 24, mm. and I'm suffering like that, and I just can't breathe. I didn't, I really didn't like that. But you knew, but you knew that smoking was the cause of that at that point. At that oh, point. of course, I always knew. It was like almost but, like, a, but it was. I always thought I was invincible. Too. Ignorance is, is bliss, right? I just yeah. denied it. I was mm. like, yeah, whatever. It's all good. I know it's bad for me, but f it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. one of those. You know, just. You know, it's just not being smart at the way I looked at things and not being critical enough of myself mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in a way and not giving myself enough credit to to say, you know what, I can make a change in my life. I have the power to stop. Mm-hmm. And I, it got to the point where I was just so sick and tired of, of like just seeing someone that I know I was better than, right? Just I'm a better player. And seeing that person thrive, and I couldn't because I was just, just didn't have the stamina for it. You know, I was just tired, my lungs. So that really helped move things along. So I stopped hanging out with my friends that smoked. And some of them are childhood friends, man. Yeah. My best friends. And um, I stopped. That meant stop having to go to bars, parties, all the fun stuff that you would love to do in your 20s. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and then I'm not in any of the pictures that everyone's taking, and I'm missing out on all good times. And since I'm saying no so many times, they stop calling me. Right. Yeah. Right. And then, and then I start going. And here's another revelation. Holy shit! Like, are we friends only because I have the same vices as y'all? Mm. Is that because, like, what is friendship? Right. Like, people that you share stories with, hang out, do things together, plan things together. Well, we didn't do any of those things anymore once I stopped drinking and smoking. Well, you, well, to to be fair, you also pulled yourself away from those situations, right? Right, so. right. But even after the fact, when I was clearly good, oh, you you were already, oh yeah, yeah. you were okay with being I'm, around them. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it didn't bother me anymore. Yeah. Right, and I and I wouldn't and I wouldn't judge them. Like, yeah. you still drink. I, a lot of my friends still drink, right? Yeah. And I'm totally fine with that. You guys can have your drink. It doesn't bother me. Like I said, I was at wedding, birthday parties, all that. I was totally fine. I didn't judge anyone. Actually, we had some great conversations. We had a great time. Shared a few laughs. Well, maybe those moments when they were calling you out was to go to go to the bar to yeah, those you know to those it was. Uh, events, right? It was. Instead of like, okay, let's let's go to a game. What I realized that they only did it was the same type of plan. It was drink, eat, right. Go back, to get some more drinks, go chill, do something. Everything was revolving around alcohol. Those situations, yeah. That's it. And watch a movie. It was like the same kind of formula. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize like I got caught in this weird vortex mm. of, of, you know, 
drink, bar, party. Right. The same old, same old. At a certain point, it just seemed so whack to me. And then when I started noticing these guys, like their skin looked hella dry. Mm. You know, the hair started falling out. Right. Wow. I, I, I don't know I mean, genetics. They look but older. All of them started, yeah. you know. Looking I mean, we don't look. We don't look like we're in our. I don't want to mention, I mean, but we don't, we don't look that old. I don't care but. what you say. If you don't take care of your body, it's going to show in your face. It's going to mm. show in your fingernails. It's going to show in your eyes. Mm. You know, their eyes wasn't as um, bright anymore. It looked a little more dark or yellow. Or yeah, yeah. Their hairline started getting pushed back. Um, their skin looked little you know it just didn't look right anymore and and i was like yo i'm not i don't want and they were partying hard man and i, I said to myself i'm i want to mm-hmm. i want to take care of myself i think i'm going to be old for a long time mm-hmm. a lot longer than i will be young yeah and i if i'm going to look like going down on the hill with my health to look at my worst it better be worth it yeah and i was like that doesn't look like it's worth it anymore mm. You know, I took a step back. Anyway, quitting drinking in the last six months. Um, it, it, I mean, that was first quitting smoking. Yeah. Right. Um, and quitting drinking. And I've done that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Multiple right? times. Right. But um, it's different when you do it at my age now. Mm. It's uh, before I didn't really look at it as uh, where it would fix my health that quickly. I just wanted to be healthy because, you know, I'm trying to have a baby. I didn't want to, you know jeopardize any yeah you know, situation yeah i was real sensitive right. with that right so I, I was trying to take care of myself as best as i can before while i was trying to have a baby uh while we were trying to have a baby and then now i just did it by accident and i just started noticing wow my back doesn't hurt as much anymore i have i could be in a gym for way longer and i want to stay there right and uh, when i'm running i want to play with my kids more like i don't get as tired as because when you're tired you don't want to do things anymore you're just fatigued and you <laughs> automatically want to rest and recoup some of the energy that you invested right. yeah my energy is for days now i have so much energy and i'm already a high energy person yeah uh, my energy is like i feel like a kid again mm-hmm. but really you do. but you but you figured out that you know you could be high energy but then you do need time to lay low rest because you figured out that okay that that sleep that you needed you needed it to operate at high energy level, like a high level. Yeah, and I love moving at a high energy pace, mm-hmm. right? And then at some point, just chill out. To me, that's the most thrilling ride. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way I like to live my life. Uh, it, it feels, <coughs> it just feels like I'm alive. Mm. And I think when we get drunk, it can give us that a false sense of that because you do get a surge of energy while you're drunk. Like at it, when you hit that perfect drunk level, mm-hmm. yeah, you're just like yeah. you're climbing on top of cars and you know screaming on top of your lungs. <laughs> That's happened to me only once. So yeah, I mean, you feel great. Right. You feel great, but no, you know, I do kind of miss that. I'll, you know, I don't think I'm gonna have that feeling for a while. And I'm not bashing alcohol completely like where I'm saying like, oh, I'm totally done with it. I'm totally divorced from it for the rest of my life. I'm, I'm not going to put that pressure on myself. But what I am saying is like, I don't need it right now. Right. I've been doing well without it. And I just want to see how long I can keep this up. Now, summer's coming up and things might change. I'm super impressed that you were even at uh, situations like a wedding or at bars. where I you think that was a big test. That was a huge test. Yeah. Well, I guess like now you're seeing as like the summertime. Now everyone's out. 
you know everyone's having and then fun. you know like it seems like the world is getting over covert covid yeah, all of a sudden back. it's coming it's back. complete 180 it feels like yeah. it feels like all of a sudden the 180 when i was in florida it was like the world's ending Remember, it was a different we world. saw we saw like a long in, in new york city we saw like uh, a whole bus mm. A, a bus and, and lines to get. This was just a couple of months ago. This was like a, a six weeks ago to eight weeks, ago, where I saw long lines almost to the end of the block just to get t- tested. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, it wasn't that long I ago. I think that was like the, because of the new variant or whatever. Right, right? and now so. everything's like all good right now, mm. and the way it's trending, it looks like. We're going to be back to normal. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because um, if you go out of New York City, it's a totally... Di- like, you're living in a different world. Like, I was in Florida. No one wears a mask. Oh, yeah. Anywhere. They're, they're, well, I they, saw some people in the supermarket, but that's about it. I mean, majority of people don't. So, me, tra- me coming from New York, you know, and, and, and being in Florida, to me, it was a, you're in a different world, like a different reality. So, I am... Coming back, I was like, okay, this is we gotta. Ch- something's but what gotta the heck change. happened? Omicron is still out there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. COVID is still out there. Like, yeah. why all of a sudden people? I think it's uh, it's manageable now. I mean, it's still out there, but I, like we've talked about this, that the fact that it will become, you know, some sort of the flu, you know, similar to the flu. Like, do you think people are just like, you know what, fuck it? They're just yeah. Some parts there. Like yeah, I'm, I'm not staying well. at home anymore. I'm tired of this. Yeah. Like I felt that way I when I came back from Florida. I yeah. was like, wait, people don't walk around with masks here. But then Florida, it's also, Texas. Yeah. So I mean, when I came back, my mom thought I was crazy. I'm like, I'm not wearing a mask anymore. It's really <laughs> when Cal- I'm outside. Cali and New York are, yeah. are really the more uh, conservative. You know, the liberal states were the most conservative. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of things that I've been thinking when I came back from Florida that I'd be reassessing also in my life. So, you know, I think one thing I could recommend to, for people to, to really, since they've been cooped up with the pandemic and everything, is to get out of New York. And then mm. get out of New York, look at well, the... Well, how do you know? Well, look what if they the, don't live in New York? Oh. We're um, assuming all of our listeners listen. Oh, we know that they yes, don't. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, actually, the majority of, mm. of our listeners probably aren't even in New York. I mean, they're... they're when, when you take the aggregate... The majority are from the U.S., so... I guess what, what I'm trying to say is like, if you want a different perspective, just get out of where you are and then open your eyes to that. And then, you know, then you have a more complete picture of what's going on in the world. So mm, um, I like that. Yeah. Like so that. it just made me realize like coming back. But from not even out of is, when you leave the country, you also get a different perspective. Yes. Yeah. You, a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, you really want to knock your socks off. Well, not everyone's in pandemic mode. It's like people are living their lives. You know, and and I think there's a certain point where you have to be safe, but there's also a point where you know I think you're just taking it too far, and and you don't want to live in the past, obviously. So, I think we're at a point where we can move forward, start moving forward. I think so. Oh, it seems like a lot of corporations would agree. Yeah, they're beginning to have people go back to their offices, mm-hmm. and if they haven't, they're they're making plans. Well, they probably already made plans in uh, letting their um, colleagues and workers know uh, that they're going to have some, especially a hybrid approach, that they'll be back in the office at least a few times a week. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, um, I, I, I mean, considering from my perspective, I don't, I don't want to go back to the office. So it, I want Are to Are they ha- making you go back? Um, 
there's plans to, but same thing with but us, more more uh, of a hybrid system. Yeah, so um, we're in a hybrid know. system. Everyone I know is in a hybrid system. Yeah. or preparing to be in yeah. one. But I know people even during the pandemic, they they were forced to go back to the office, you know. But they were, you know, they worked in corporate like a like a hedge fund finance. They had to go back to the office. The 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 companies would pay for them to travel back and forth like a private car. So there are certain situations, certain companies that needed people back, you know, in person. Some people make good points like, hey, if you have record productivity, record profits, and and we did that all while working from home, Mm -hmm. why should we be forced to go back into the office? Mm -hmm. And a lot of them to say to stimulate the economy, Mm. the travel economy, right? Where you need to commute. I was going to say control. The, the bus. But that's, yeah, control? <laughs> yeah. Let's get to that. Yeah, I thought. But then, I, I, but then uh, the food vendors, the yeah. restaurants, commercial real estate, mm. all of that. They, they took yeah. a toll, at least in New York uh, City they did. Um, there was just a lot of residual impact to uh, uh, other see, vendors out there. Uh, businesses so outside of the right, immediate. The person from yeah. the business owner for the from the hot dog stand to the person selling t-shirts to the sneaker store to if they weren't able to shift their business digitally and have a online store and make it thrive, they either went out of business or they're hanging on by a thread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what about that? When it comes to making people going back to the office... It's about not allowing the system to change, not allowing uh, people to adapt or businesses to adapt. So flexing their power. Yeah. So, you know, the point that you're, you made was, was about, you know, the, the, the businesses, the ancillary businesses, the peripheral businesses. I get that. But I, I think ultimately um, it's about control. You know, corporations making sure that they have a like a, like a stranglehold on their employees and making sure that, you know, you know, we're paying you to do a job. We want you to do the job specifically to what we want. Even if, if they have record profits, even if they have record productivity levels from their employees. Yes. So they that's still say, hey, do it this way, even if it means yeah. less profit and less productivity. I don't think I don't think it's going to be less profit. I think it's going to be the same. I mean. Either you do it at home or you do it. You do it so they, they, in the office. It's they just want to show thing. everyone that they can, and yeah. that's the way they want it. Yeah, I believe so. I believe that you know why you hear about like how corporations they are very rigid and they don't change, right? Right. But th- you, you see, like you see the the new tech companies, they're they're willing to adapt, even going to the model of total remote. And I see like a lot of uh, a lot of corporations are. are you know, they've lasted for, you know, 50 years, like decades. And I don't think they, they want to lose that that control over their employees. So you th- that's why you see financial institutions. Actually, they've never been remote. Like I know my cousin, she works for a hedge fund. She's, you know, she's never, she, she even at the start of the pandemic, she probably did remote for two weeks and then her company wanted her back in the office. But they even paid so, for. They even paid for like transportation for. Right, her. but there's only so much that they can fight the future. It's inevitable. I think so. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree yeah. that. I agree that it's inevitable. But then it's going to be for corporations that are so rigid, and they're not allowing their employees to have that flexibility. They're going to lose them. 
on another note, there's a lot of companies that force their employees to wear suits when it's not even necessary. Mm. That's yeah. what I hear. I think that's also a form of control too. But why? Why why force that upon your employees when it's not necessary? If you're not client facing, you know, you work back office, why do you want to force people to wear you basically a uniform? Yeah. You know. Even some folks in the tech center yeah. uh, um, where they are client facing, they just wear t-shirts and jeans. Oh, I don't know. I, I think there seems to be I've I've met sales I, reps. <laughs> That to We've me, met sales reps. I mean, that to me, that's weird. Yes, I, I've met in the sales. tech field, in advertising too. You know, yeah, and like they sales. just wear t-shirt, jeans, and uh, shoes, and 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 these guys get paid like, yeah, two hundred k a year. I think there's a whereas certain, I know a guy that wears suits that's not even cracking a hundred. Yeah, we're in the wrong business, man. And in the kinda, summer too, fully, like talking about one hundred degree New York City, hot, humid, nasty, yeah, smog, sweater, pollution, everything. Sweet. Yeah, and and they and you you walk around, you will see some. I mean, this is pre pandemic, but there were people wearing suits, mm-hmm. the full on tie. You know, they may have a button on, on on top and tie loosened, but they got the blazer. You know, and and if I go to like Chipotle for lunch or or some restaurant, you know, for when those guys take it off, you see the full back sweat going on. Mm. You, you know, got the armpit sweat yeah, too. Yeah, you're just like, and I'm sure like their clients are probably like, dude, just come in in a fucking t-shirt. What are you doing? Yeah. You know, this like looking at, you ever look at someone like that? You feel hot for them. You're like you feel so, unco- you feel uncomfortable looking yeah. at them. Yeah. You know, I, I had to like that. You got to change that. As, at least give them summers. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe let them rock a polo mm-hmm. with some, with some slacks yeah. or some dress pants. Like mm-hmm. that's. Or some a polo with some chinos, like it ain't that serious. At that point, you I think know, I feel just, like as the, long as they look neat. Yeah, but at that point, I feel like these employees are brainwashed already. Like at that point, that they're mm. they're like, no matter what season, this is who I'm supposed to be, and that's kind of that's kind of sad. So as long as we can control how they dress, we can control how they get paid. That's another thing I wanted to break out of that like kind of life rat race circle, and that's why. You know, I've 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 looked at other ways to make sure that I have a plan, a goal to be financially independent by by the time I'm 45. So I said that also, like when you're asking about what things were, you know, changing during the pandemic, my my mindset during the pandemic was to make sure that I'm not going to be forced or be controlled by a gov, you know, by by a corporation that I'd be holding to them. To the point where you know one day they can just fire me. That's not what I want. Or or for my you gotta go scramble for the next game. Exactly. So that's what actually opened my eyes. You know, also during the pandemic was to make sure that I was making moves that I will achieve financial independence by the time I'm 45. That's a great goal. That's fair. I mean, it's huge. You know, we don't know because I mean, a lot of the cases like we have to be self-made. You know, we we don't have this big inheritance that's coming our way. Which would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I would not and pay know. and pay estate tax. You know, I think there's ways around it. There's a limit. I think it's like five hundred thousand, but that's yeah, that's a lot. But there's so. also other ways around it that that, that they do. Mm. Uh, well, if you if you know, let me know. Off, you know, <laughs> maybe we can share with the share with our audience and yeah. you learn well, something. I think a quick Google search will help them figure yeah. it out. If they and if they if our audience has that problem, that's a great problem to have. <laughs> 
we'll, 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 we'll directly email our patrons yeah. these, these secrets. Anyway, that is our episode. It's been a while since we had one with just us. It's actually, I, I miss it. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of weird, but then I think like, I, I love having conversations with you because, you know, we get to talk about, you know, things that are happening in our world, you know, we usually have conversations like this anyway. Yeah, like with or without the cameras, and just maybe with a no, glass no, that's of wine true. or yeah, a yeah, glass yeah. of whiskey. Yeah, that's true. But you're you're not drinking anymore, so it's yeah, no. You know, with a cup of coffee, no and I have my whiskey. And a cup of coffee, a cup of water. I'm good. Wow. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Lucky Boys Podcast.